0: Back with another, we're back with another real man wood fantasy sports podcast. I'm Alan Szelazski of Rotoware.com, along with Chris Liss. Chris, we are getting right up against kickoff. You have one more big draft left, and we are go- also going to talk Week One Survivor a little bit. So, lots to to break down here. I just want to ask you right off the bat, though, Cooper Cup injury, right? Is he can he be taken in the first? 20 picks of a draft. No
1: fucking way. Are you crazy? These people... You know, I I got this... I'm going to pull this up um, from yesterday. This is two prime times from last night. And I'm pretty sure... I'll bring this in right now. I'm pretty sure that this happened after um, they knew the injuries... The injury had happened. The aggravation of the injury had happened. And... I gotta find this. Where the hell is? Uh, oh, you know what's funny are... is
0: I was watching, you know, a, a Millie draft DraftKings live uh, draft last night, and he went pick five after the injury. Like I guess some people either don't have their notifications on. Oh, by the way, here, let me uh, for the video purposes, click the little icon on the bottom that has puts us on the bottom. It'll blow this thing up a little bit bigger. That puts us on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, like this thing? No,
1: this one. It's all no. No. Okay, no. so just it's
0: all the way on the right. It might be hidden. It might there might be hidden. This one. Yes. Now, right, now right. the other thing. Yeah, the other thing I want you to do is also maximize the screen.
1: All right, maximize the the screen that I'm showing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, go. that I just. Well, I just lost it. You guys disappeared. No, I'm here. It's on my other monitor. No, I, I okay. disappeared. I can't see anything. Leave it like this. I can maximize. You, okay, uh, you can be seen though. Just so you know. Okay. Um, but it feels like I'm talking into the void. It's a totally black screen when I do that. Anyway, uh, point is that. Um this this board, this is not a real board. This is the average of two primetime drafts after presumably the cup news broke. And I looked at it uh on the individual level. He went fifth and ninth, so he's seventh on average. You see he's seventh between the two drafts. And I'm picking twelfth. So that was my first choice. Now that I'm looking at cup getting hurt, after I I didn't know that when I made my KDS. I kind of don't like 12. I would have said like 10 or 11 would have been my first choice probably, or maybe even like early in the draft now, but C- cup at seven is going to push up all the receivers behind him. But I-, I guess if people are taking cup here, that's fine. It's not going to make a difference to me, but I am not touching cup. If he's there at the twelve 13, I'm pa- hard pass.
0: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. So I went over this. I did a podcast uh, last evening when the when it broke, and I went through it. And I said, when would I realistically take him? And where it even became like a question was, hey, if I'm in the early third round on reversal, and I'm choosing between him and Calvin Ridley, that's a choice I want to make. I'm not saying which one I would even choose, but and Calvin Ridley, by the way, is going at like in the at the end of the second round now. So, but if you're in a draft where the quarterbacks go early and Ridley gets pushed to the third, if you're on the clock, so you're. 3.1 in your prime time tonight. Is that the spot
1: where you would take cup or pass again? I'm with you. That's where I think about it. I'd have to think about it just because you're talking about winning an overall prize. And if he is just out one week and then he's himself for 16 weeks, I mean, getting him in the third round is just monstrous, absolutely monstrous. So you got to You got to consider that at least. Um, but that that first turn, a hard pass, not even yes. considering it. I mean, look, he aggravated it. That means that he's not he wasn't better already. And this may be six weeks before he's a hundred percent. And if he doesn't wait the six weeks and just tries to kind of play through it, he's day to day, then maybe he aggravates it again. And then it's a couple of months. So um these things, you know, it's not like he's a regular person. I hurt my hamstring a year and a half ago at the track and just didn't do anything for three months. Uh, and then I gradually got back, but like, he's got to make hard cuts in games with people hitting him. Yep. This is not like, you know, your hamstring's not going to necessarily cooperate under the circumstances. So I, I'm not even remotely yeah. interested right. uh, at the turn. So, Liz, I just pulled the last um, the ADP that's not just
0: those two drafts, like other drafts that went on that are also the 350s. Right. He's going at pick 12 now.
1: Okay. Well, so not you're not going gonna to take them. No, but yeah.
0: No so, so basically you're just going to have to possibly be open to changing your strategy from, you know, that we, we agree wide receiver, wide receiver is an excellent strategy at the turn for these contests, but you might be in the, in the part of the draft where you take two running backs uh, at the end.
1: Yeah. So this is sort of why I was like, shit, I don't know about 12. So if people, if cups going 12, he could easily, you know, come to me and I don't want him. So that's one more receiver that's off the board. And so I don't want Devontae Adams either. I'm just out at this price. I uh, For me, I, I don't want him with Garoppolo and however long Garoppolo is going to stay healthy for. I, I, that's no good. So not not with my uh, top receiver that I'm getting on my team. So, you know, I this is what I was going to run by you is I'm thinking Waddle at the turn. I'm thinking like if, if – uh, what's the pr- – you know, Waddle says the abdomen is fine. He's good to go week one. As long as there's not like – you know, you don't want him to have a setback. But, you know, I don't know if it's like an, a muscle strain or like just – you know, he was sore or something, but if it's just soreness, um, I I don't see why Waddle's any different than Garrett Wilson. I get that Tyreek Hill's there, but, you know, Waddle's year three. He had, you know, 100 catches his first year. Last year, he became an explosive downfield guy. There's only him and Hill in a high-octane passing offense. That's it. And, uh, you know, Waddle could surpass Hill. I mean, Hill's great, but Hill's, you know, getting toward 30, and Waddle's at his absolute peak. So, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We did a bold call. Um, you know, kind of exercise the other day. And when we got to the Miami Dolphins, we did one for each team. The the overwhelming bold call, which we don't even think was bold, we thought it was chalk, was that this is the year... That Jalen Waddle outproduces Tyreek Hill. and it doesn't mean that either of them are going to be bad. I mean, do you remember you brought it up on your uh, when you were doing the Sirius XM show years ago? At some point, Julio Jones passes Roddy White. <laughs> right, know, like yeah, right. that happens. So no problem with Waddle there. The other player that um, I took early ahead of ADP when I had a late pick was Chris Olave, and I, you know, I was I was okay with Olave at the end of the second round, just like everybody is, right? But uh, after we had a beat writer. Um, on the on the SiriusXM show. And he just said that everything that they're observing looks like that Chris Olave is ready to take that step into the elite, elite tier, like the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase tier, that he just looks like, what else does he have to do? And he's the number one, and there's a quarterback upgrade. You know, so I, I was, I'm also okay. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're ready to do that, but I took him at the second pick of the second round, got the oohs and the ahs but that was the guy that I pushed up ahead of Waddle.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he's going just a couple of picks after Waddle in the ADP. So it's not like a huge leap to do that. Um, I you'll no, have
0: options. You'll have options.
1: I had no opinion of him really. I, I kind of just was like, he was good as a rookie. He didn't like light it on fire as a rookie, but he was good uh, with bad quarterbacking. Now he's getting an adequate quarterback. Um, you know, Michael Thomas though might get a lot of targets if, if he stays healthy for seven or eight games that's a little bit of a worry. And then, um, you know, it's just like a, a new quarterback to adjust to. And I, I guess, cause I'm taking Garrett Wilson, who's similar, right? I mean, Garrett Wilson's kind of the exact same thing. There is no Michael Thomas in New York though, right? There's nobody really to compete with. And Rogers from what the jets had is the most seismic upgrade I could possibly imagine. Whereas like Dalton to cars, like it's an upgrade, but it's a little bit less seismic so and then and then a is like six feet 175 he's kind of the skinny he's not like a physically dominant guy he's kind of a long arm can go over top i don't know i mean i, I don't want to get too much into the body type because the modern receivers kind of defied that you have Ceedee lamb is very skinny and a lot of these smaller receivers have done just fine in the I, last five years but
0: yeah he's six I, foot 185 just uh, 185 to-
1: yeah but he's, he's yeah sorry 170 is really small but like He's slight. You know, I mean Tyreek Kill's five ten one eighty five and he's a small guy. Antonio Brown was five ten one eighty five. This guy's six foot one eighty five. Pretty lean for a, a six footer. And you know, I think Jefferson is more like one ninety five or something. He's a little bit bigger. So
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm looking uh, here though, but I'm just preparing you. I don't want you to get surprised on the clock. I think that you're not gonna have Garrett Wilson as an option. I think he's going at pick 10 now. Well, Um, it's
1: 11, those last two drafts. And I think I, I'm prepared not to have any of those receivers, you know, the, the tier that ends with Wilson and AJ Brown, I'm prepared to have those guys gone. I'm planning as though those guys will be gone. I would love to get one of those two Wilson or AJ Brown, but I'm assuming there's a good chance at least, and have to be prepared for the event that they are gone. So let's just say they're gone. If they are, they are both. I'll take them both. I'll take Wilson and Brown. No problem. Pass on Bijan because I just have so much Bijan and Barkley. I, I think those guys are a coin flip, really, Bijan and Barkley. Agreed. I like them both a lot, um, but it's just what, what happens later in the draft. How does your draft structure when you have the two? I, I might go two running backs, by the way. I'm not saying no to that. Who would I'm they just- be, Pollard, Chubb? No, no, no! It would definitely be Saquon Bijan.
0: Okay, because you said you you had too much of the, Now you and I have debated back and forth. Uh, not so much that you don't like Amon Ross Saint Brown, but and I don't think he's going to fall to you. But if he did, would would you take him at that point?
1: Tough one. I, I got. I told you a peak Jarvis Landry vibe from him. Like he's nothing not wrong with that. Not very athletic. Uh, but he's an alpha. He's going to demand the targets. They're going to give him the targets. He's going to get 165 of them. He's going to catch 105 balls. He's going to have 12, 1,300 yards. He's going to have seven or eight touchdowns. You know, He's, he's going to be solid, rock solid. I just don't think um, he has the ceiling of an A.J. Brown, a uh, Garrett Wilson, C.D. Lamb, Stephon Diggs. I think those guys are just a little bit better. But, I mean, it's splitting hairs a little bit because what does Diggs' season look like? Same thing pretty much, right, is, right. is Amon Ross.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that um, you make a great case, and you made me rethink amon Ra with with the downside case. But he's gotten better every year, and you know he, it's it was clear that he was underdrafted. I guess that doesn't even matter right now. It's just that he is the offense. Think about who else is there, right? You have a David Montgomery who's a plotter, Jameer Gibbs who's a rookie who will catch passes, and then it the other receivers that they're starting September with. Lists are like Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds. I mean, Marvin
1: Jones. I mean, this is, this is who th- he might get 15 targets a game. Yeah, no, I mean, he's going to catch a lot of short passes, right? I mean, he's going to be like getting like 10 catches for hundred yards, you know, and half a touchdown. I mean, every game, I mean, you can just put that in and that's, first round material If it's 10 catches a game. Right. I mean, you're talking about 170 catches in the year and that's just, you know, you don't need a lot of touchdowns. You don't need a lot of big plays for that to pay off. Um, But you know, I I think that like nobody ends up doing that all year. Nobody ends up getting 250 targets or 200 targets. I mean, so you got to regress that a bit. They find other things they have to do because other teams will be like, fine, they don't throw to anybody else, you know, and Jamison Williams will, presumably back the fact that he's a hamstring injury already is bad it's like dude you're already out for the year basically as a rookie then you gamble on football like a fucking idiot now you're hurt already to me that's like Kadarius tony vibe like yeah, yeah you you may be talented but you're not a professional you don't have the mindset to do this as a real life job i don't care how much physical talent you have so i drafted jameson williams you know in like the eighth and ninth in a couple of leagues and i was excited about it i was like but now i'm just like yeah. i don't even know if that guy's serious about football
0: Yeah. I saw the Kelsey's, the brothers, uh, Travis and uh, Jason, they have a podcast. And, you know, my first reaction when you hear about the gambling is, you know what? There's so many guys getting busted. They really need to do a better job of, like, telling them what to do, what's right, what's wrong. And what the Kelsey brothers had said on there, they go, no, these guys are idiots. Like, the first thing they tell you when you walk in, when like when they're going over the rules is, do not gamble on anything inside this building. Like, it's the first and last thing they tell you. Right. There's no uncertain terms. And I was thinking about it, right? like. I told you I referee high school basketball and there's certain like things. You they bet tell- on that
1: though, obviously, right?
0: <laughs> real man, real Come man, on, dude. real man bets on uh, girl's varsity basketball yeah, of course. Now, and, and they tell you, these are certain things you do and do not do no matter what. Like uh, you're going to think they're obvious, but people get busted doing it anyway. Don't change in the locker room if there's kids there. Right. I mean, so obvious, right? I mean, Wander Every-
1: Franco, I drafted Wander Franco and they told them don't molest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the dude just can't listen. Just don't molest, dude. You're on three of my teams. Don't molest, you know? And it's on me because I should have done the research and said, this guy doesn't get it. He molests. <laughs> you know, I say, don't molest. Yeah. Um, right.
0: All right. So you you, you don't know what's going to exactly happen. Um, Ideally, you'll either get, you know, two stud running backs at that one, two turn. Maybe you'll get lucky and get two receivers or a balanced team. It comes back at 3.1.
1: What's the plan? I got to be this back in. So. All right, so here's the deal. So, but this matters because the plan is contingent upon what I do in rounds one and two. So let's say, let's just make it hard because you want to prepare for what's hard, not what's easy. Um, Wilson and Brown are gone. Both Browns are gone. Wilson's gone. CD digs, obviously. Even Amon Ra gone. Amon Ra gone. And then only Cup falls, say, which I'm going to pass on. Hard Deva- pass.
0: Devontae okay. Adams, Barkley's gone. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay, well, Barkley will be there. Barkley and, and Robinson will be there. One of those, at least one of those two, if not both, will okay. be there. At least one, for sure. And if one of those guys isn't there, then Garrett Wilson or A.J. Brown will be. All right, they can't, so you- look, they can't, all, I mean, worst case, Kelsey falls. I don't want Kelsey there either. I don't want a 34-year-old turning tight end in my first pick. No, sorry, you know, I'm out a year too early. Forget it. I'm, you don't get last year's stats. You know, you get this year's stats. So if one of those backs is going to be there. So I will take, Barkley or Robinson in that case. And Waddle. And Waddle, probably. Yeah. Okay. I like it. And, and you know, Olave could be really good, but he's in a new situation. Waddle, same situation, third year. There's just absolutely, maybe Tua's concussion status is the only thing to really worry about. But no there's problem no, with there's, that. And maybe the abdomen, you know, he had this thing. He says he's fine, um, but it's not like a leg injury. So I, I you know, I'm probably. You know, if one of the running backs is there, all the receivers are gone. I'm probably going B. Waddle or Barkley Waddle. Now, if there's a possibility of going Bijan Barkley. OK, and there's and then if one of the receivers is there, do I go the receiver and Waddle or the receiver and one of the two backs and which back? These are my choices. OK, but you say, what do I do in round three? Well, if,
0: Up until about a week ago, the answer was Josh Jacobs in round three.
1: Not for me, it wasn't,
0: but well, or Jonathan Taylor or whoever the you know, I mean, a week ago before we knew yeah. anything, you know.
1: So, okay, so here we go. So, let's go through the scenarios. Let's say I go Bijan Saquon at one, two. I got to get a receiver in round three. I love Ramondre. I know he goes early four, but I don't care about the splitting hairs about he's not coming back to late four. I know that. Okay, so I would take Ramondre if I had two receivers, maybe, but if I have two running backs, I got to take a receiver and I would take Ridley. But Ridley is going into the second now. You're not so, going to get him
0: anymore. You're not going to get him.
1: Especially if, well, a couple will go before the end of the second. So that, it won't affect that. I don't know. He, he, the, the average was 25. He was there at both, both, both times. Both I would draft. plan
0: on him not being there.
1: Okay. But let's say he's not going to be there. Okay? okay. Let's say Jalen Hurts, who I don't want, falls there instead. Okay. Um, then I got an issue because I've got Metcalf in all three beat Chris Liss. And I got to tell you, I listened to this podcast. Matt Modica recommended this podcast. It's Sean Siegel. And uh, and this other guy, Ben Gretsch. And it's a Roto-Viz podcast. Mm-hmm. And these guys are sharp. Sean Siegel's the guy who kind of, he yep. didn't really invent zero running back, but he popularized it by when well, he articulated a- it well. Perfectly. He It was very good the way he explained it. Uh, pre-insane Nassim Taleb, anti-fragile, you know, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you, the running backs get hurt. You profit from the change. You have all the receivers. He won a national contest. Dude. And he, he executed bril- it well, too. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And, and brilliant. I, I mean, the guy deserves all the credit in the world for that. This other guy, Ben Gretchen. and they're doing this podcast. And Madika said, I think you'd like it. They were talking about ETN and comping him to peak Jamal Charles. Now, I, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought they had some good points. I, I'm not really on board with it, but I'm not. It intrigued me enough that I put a little bet on uh, ETN at 75 to 1 at Offensive Player of the Year. But the point is that um, I listened to their podcast. And Madika said, you know, you'll probably like it. And it reminded me a bit of Jeff and me. Like, we go through the theory and the structure and not just who to take. And I regret listening to it. It was a good podcast too. That's why I regret <laughs> it. It was good. These guys are good. You should listen to it. It's the yeah. No, I'm, I'm aware of both of them. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. But I, I'm I regret listening to it because then I was getting all their ideas mixed in with my ideas, and I was like, I'll oh, get these out of my head. This is bad because they're good ideas, you know. And I don't want my process tinkered with. And some idiot just saying something is not going to tinker with it, right? Like um, there's, you know, I can think of some bozos in the industry. I'm not even give them the credit for naming them. That if if I hear something, I'm like. I would just absolutely dismiss it as meaning anything, but these guys, you know, you're you're like starting to think, oh, maybe they they you know looked into it. And one guy they don't like is Metcalf, and I have Metcalf in all three leagues. But every time, especially if I take Bijan Saquon, there he is sitting there, first pick around three, third pick around three. And the thing about Metcalf is he's 25 years old, he's six four two thirty, and runs a four three. He's going to get 140 targets if he's healthy. Um, it's kind of like, I, I get it. Like there's a new guy there. Who's a first round pick, a premium pick. Um, Metcalf is a great athlete, just decent football player. You kind of want the decent athlete, great football player. The Amon Ra is always better than the reverse, but I mean, he's a peak guy. I mean, it's just like, he's a, he's kind of a safe pick in a way. He's just like, he's been in the system. He knows Gino. Now he excelled in the last game when they lost to the, uh, it was the Niners in the wild card game. He had a massive game. He actually got better as Gino got worse um, at the second half of the season. And he's the alpha number one. And it, it's, to me, it's kind of like, I get it. I get that he's, you know, he was efficiency cr- cratered. He's not a great route runner. Um, but it's just sort of like volume times physical skills times, you know, experience and health. I, I, it just seems like he's there. But do I really want to get him in all four of my nffc leagues
0: well according to you yes because if you're right you want to be right across the board I, i i know what you're saying but you you actually are the the voice of don't worry about diversification diversify where you're needed but don't diversify because then you're rooting for and against everyone on sunday that's like one of your that's one of the listisms that I love. You know, I, I literally, I, not literally, I proverbially tattoo that on my arm, right? I just take you should guys. literally. You should be doing it literally. <laughs> the the opposite of literally. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, no one likes DK Metcalf. No one likes making that pick, right? But meanwhile, his ADP stays where it is for a reason.
1: Right? That's, the, that's the last thing you said is the most persuasive. See, I like to consolidate, not diversify, but with the guys I really want, right? If it's the guy you're just taking because he's there at ADP, you know, I got Lance Lynn in baseball. I just got fucking shelled last night. Now I'm tied for first in my main event, not way in first. And he's killed me all year. And it's like Lance Lynn was just the guy that I kind of liked that seemed like a good value at that ADP. And I just kept taking him because I was like, I'm getting him. I actually liked him more than that. I actually, liked, I actually was targeting Lynn a little bit, but you don't want to consolidate on a guy who's just there. You want to consolidate on a guy that you is your guy. Like, I love Ramondre. I have no Ramondre, but I would have been fine to have like four shares of Ramondre, you know, or four shares of, you know, some guy that I'm really going after. And so this is the problem is I'm just kind of, he's just there. And then I've got so much risk on a guy that I'm not really going to bat for him. And it sort of annoyed me. Those guys were like totally negative on him. And I was annoyed because I sort of agreed with them, you know, and I have so much of him. I was sort of like, yeah, they're not totally wrong, but I, if they're totally wrong, I'm like, I laugh like these fucking idiots. You'll see but they weren't idiots. Like I get it. I get why they're not in on him. Now I do think the nerds get a little too like, well, his efficiency, his blah, blah, blah. it's like, just stick with the basics. Like the targets are there. The the role is there. The physical skills are off the charts. It's just a matter of
0: second year with Gino. Like they're comfortable now. I mean, that means something,
1: but you got this guy, um, uh, Smith and the Jigba who's like, he's a first round pick. And you know, apparently this guy's like, He's, he's hurt. Going, well, he's he's hurt. He, Well, he's but he's gonna probably play week one
0: uh, with with what like a cast on his hand. I, I would say that okay, it
1: could happen. But it, he's it's, going in the sixth round last night, mid sixth.
0: Yeah, I mean that's you know? the
1: rookie optimism.
0: That's the the high stakes player saying, "What if? What if?" It's sometimes it's okay to play like you don't have to go for the ninetieth percentile outcome on every pick. Right. You know, well, I mean,
1: no, that's the thing. Metcalf to me is a safe pick. Right. But I get burned by safe picks. Oh, he's safe. Safe. Oh, and then well, it just sucks, you know? And then you're like, wait, I thought that was supposed to be safe. But I do think he's safe because healthy now. He had some injuries in college, but no, no injuries at all since he's been a pro. Played every game. High floor, guaranteed targets. In his peak, he's not in a decline year. He's not 30. He's not 31. He's, you know, 25 years old. Um, same quarterback as last year. There's really, in terms of safety, he fits the profile of safety. The only difference is this new guy's coming in. What
0: could happen though with so the I'm trying to I always like to get into the psychology of the drafters. Okay, Cup's hurt. Nobody wants Cup. All the Devonte Smith, T. Higgins now get pushed into the second round or Calvin Ridley, right? That means elite quarterback could be sitting in there for you. Now it doesn't even have to be Jalen Hurts. It could be you might have your choice of Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. If you can't decide, I think that you should just use one of those guys as like your as your eject button. You know, like your life preserver. Like, use one of those guys. I know that's not your style, but you you always talk about it all the time. Yeah. Oh, it feels uncomfortable and roster doesn't look good. But on on week one, when that guy puts up forty or thirty eight, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, that's why they go early.
1: Right. No, I, that is true. Like, you're like, yeah, it, it, you could put Kirk Cousins as your quarterback and be like, look, I'm solid everywhere. I got Cousins a QB. I got three good wide receivers, and then the Mahomes guy, yeah, puts up forty yeah. and Cousins oh, puts what? up twenty two, and you're like. Oh, that eighteen point difference at quarterback—that's way more than my receiver outproduced his receiver, and I lost. Um, and and that's true. And I, I, in the third, Josh Allen starts to become interesting. You know, in the well, third,
0: you only, yeah, you only get one third round pick. Now, the other thing I would I would um, maybe make the case to not take two running backs there. Is I love taking running backs, even in the NFC, because everyone's wide receiver crazy. Except this is the year where there are. It's not just like dead zone running backs, like guys that are getting volume, and, you're, and there's no Mike Davises in the four, in the third fourth and fifth round it's jk dobbins it's joe mixon it's damian pierce who well, there are, are,
1: these are mike Davis's like pierce and i mean madison and these guys are mike davis's and maybe rashad white's a mike davis rashad I mean, white maybe but not damian pierce i mean he he was maybe
0: uh, he, he i mean mike
1: davis i mean these guys are just oh, you know guys right and like here, here's ken and, and, walker Ken Walker. I love, you know, round six. is just, he's well, going around six. like <laughs> middle of five. Now I see. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just looking at this latest. These are just okay. two drafts. So, I mean, okay. you probably do want a larger sample, but, um, uh, but the prime time's is always a little different and they push up the receivers. The running backs will fall. I love Ramondre. I, I feel like Ramondre, my comp to him, you know, I've been doing these comps in my mind. Le'Veon bell, mm. big, slow, catches, passes, balance, breaks, tackles, knows how to play football. Um, you know, that, you know, Le'Veon Bell was the 1-1. One, one. You know, I mean, Ramondre, to me, could be the 1-1. One, one. And and Zeke Elliott's the perfect guy. He's no threat. He may get a couple touchdowns. He'll take some of the ugly carries off of his plate, but he's washed up.
0: Well, Zeke Elliott last year had 12 touchdowns, okay? So that's not nothing. And Ramondre's prop, I think, is around five and a half or six touchdowns. I I love everything you said about Ramondre. I took him in the fourth round of my last NFC draft, but I— would take him understanding that that prop is is probably more accurate than than not. They re, they're going to give Zeke. I mean, what's his superpower? His superpower is that he has a coat of armor around him. He barely gets hurt, and they're going to use him as the battering ram to get the door open. And then Ramondre would still get his touchdowns. But I, I think that Zeke is almost a lock to out out touchdown Ramondre.
1: That may be true, but Zeke uh, may be totally washed up. They may try to batter him in, and he just doesn't have that first step anymore to like hit the hole, and he's just getting stuffed. And they're just like, "All right, we wanted to, you know, we're, you know." In a way, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But I always like it better for guys like Etienne and Ramondre when you know Tank Bigsby is the is the guy, not you know James Hasty was replacing uh etn on third downs last year and that destroyed etn's value during the year because without the third down work you're just not getting fantasy points you want the early you want to get a partner on the early downs on the on the wasted carries that you don't need obviously goal line carries are not a total waste but i don't know you could be right um i would take the over on the five and a half just for some longer ones too yep all right so but do you um would you agree that Zeke is a heavier favorite to
0: have more touch rushing touchdowns than Ramondre? Or do you think it's about a
1: 50-50? I would make Ramondre a slight favorite. I think a he's going to have f- a lot more touches. And you know if well, you get a touch a at the 15, okay. We have our,
0: we have our first bet. Rushing touchdowns week one through 17? Regular season, yeah. Okay, we because well we won't count eighteen because who knows who's playing right. Okay, fine. So one through seventeen. One through seventeen rushing touchdowns. Hey, if you get injured in week one, screw you. That's your problem. My, half of my um, of my uh, the, the EV on my side is that Zeke doesn't get hurt.
1: Well, I mean, hasn't got hurt yet. He's like fifty years old now. I'm All telling right. you,
0: this guy's Iron Man. He's George like, Foreman in, in the comeback. Yeah. Yeah. No, so we what are we going here? Fifty. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Rushing touchdowns only, or do you want to add passing touchdowns too? It's up to you because that favors you a little bit.
1: No, that's, that's unfair to you because Remondi will catch two two receiving touchdowns and you'll okay. get screwed. Rushing You're, touchdowns just rushing only. only. Yeah, don't don't be too generous.
0: Okay, rushing touchdowns only, weeks one. Do you want to go regular season fantasy, one through 14 or one through 17? One through 17. One through 17. Okay, it's, yeah. it's documented. Okay, done. You might as well just send it to me. I, this is a guaranteed win for me.
1: Okay, I like that you said that because now you just lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said it so I reversed the reverse jinx. Yeah, now that I said that, yeah. Right. So, would you, would you consider would you consider um, Jameer Gibbs, the rookie running back on Detroit? There, it's a little bit ahead of his. He goes in the middle of the third, and if you go receiver receiver, it's a high
1: upside guy there. I just have no opinion on him. I, I like that's the thing. Like he's just one of those guys. It's like I guess he's a pass catcher. They took him in the first round. They have Montgomery. I don't know exactly what his role will be. Um, I just don't know. I don't know okay. what they're going to do with him. Um, Andrews, would you think about Andrews there? No. I, I Andrews, I like uh, Darren Waller straight up better than Andrews. And, and the thing is, Darren Waller, this pissing me off. All my last couple drafts, I took Waller in the fourth, Godwin in the fifth. They're vice versa. Godwin in the fourth, Waller in the fifth, because I nope. could get him at the late turn. Now Waller, I'll be lucky to get Godwin there at the late fourth. And Waller's always gone now in the late fourth. And, you know, like I was getting Waller in the sixth. I, I might have got him in the seventh in one league. I got to look it up. But... Um, you know, Waller to me is number two, and I screwed up taking Kittle over him in a in my first draft in June. Uh but You didn't
0: know. You didn't know.
1: I I, I don't know. I did well, I should have thought it through more, but you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you get because Kittle finished
1: the year really strong. Oh, I had and- Kittle. You got me a million touchdowns in the playoffs.
0: Well, that's why. So, you know, you're that you're susceptible to those things because that's your last memory of, and you always talk about like apes, hey, you know, right now we're like Waller, 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 but Kittle might be the answer, right? I mean, oh, Brock- easily
1: Kittle could be, it's just like a 52% chance Waller right. will be better. But, but the point is that like, to me, Waller's just one of those round two receivers, but he qualifies at tight end and I, I'm not ready to put him ahead of Kelsey, but like easily Waller could be tight end one next yeah. year. I, I don't even see even like a, that would not even like surprise me in the least.
0: All right. So you go, you, you, or you're you now you're in um you took so at the beginning kidding. of round three and now well, it comes back you have the four or five pick what's the okay. plan godwin in four um because what is it about godwin I, i'm i've never drafted him once and i've done conservatively 75 drafts
1: well he's going at this four or five turn down last two drafts i mean i mean i, I may mean, not get him um godwin there's only two players in tampa who catch anything You'll it's get him. And Evans. You'll no, get it. He, I see
0: him right now over the I pulled the last 25 drafts. He goes 5.10.
1: He's going 4. uh 4 last two prime remember the prime times is the higher stakes guys. It's yep, not seven. the average guy. They push up the receivers a lot. He went 49. He went right where my pick is, right? Which means there's a chance that he gets a good chance he's not there.
0: Right. So and, he um so he caught a nice little uh touchdown in the preseason from Baker. That probably gave people a little bit more confidence.
1: Look, he had like a hundred catches last year and he um Tom Brady. Is, yeah. But I mean, Brady broke the record <laughs> for attempts last year, actually. <laughs> but, but look, who's there. It's Mike Evans and him. Mike Evans is like 31 years old and then him. That's it. There's nothing else there. Nothing at all. Zero. What's the chase Edmonds. Is there, is there pass catching back? I mean, they don't have Kate Otten as their tight end. They don't have anything. So if Baker's going to throw the ball or whoever ends up taking over for Baker, when he falls on his face, 500, 20 550 times 160 of those are going to godwin and godwin is a very good receiver a few years ago 2021 i want to say maybe 20 he was like the number one receiver number two receiver behind like forget who it was it was number one that year but he was the number two receiver and then he got hurt he had a hamstring problem cost him a few weeks then he tore his acl the following year or maybe in the playoffs that year last year he was just getting back now he's 100% this yes. is Godwin should be going in the third round. I mean, I don't, I don't even know why he's going in the four five or mid five. It's
0: you make a great point about, about Godwin and it's nothing about him or his skills. It's purely a Baker Mayfield probably bias on my part. And I'm sure on the drafting part, people think Baker sucks. Tampa Bay is one of those teams. That's supposed to be a bottom five team. So I think that that kind of anchor pulls him down a little bit.
1: I mean, I, Sure. But I mean, if Baker is just, you know, we had Geno Smith last year supporting Metcalf and Lockett. I I don't think you need to be, and Baker has done it before. Um, I don't think you need to be good. You just have to just be above the absolute garbage threshold of a quarterback to support a receiver that's going to get 160 targets. I mean, I, I I don't know. Godwin to me just seems like I bet him 90 to one to lead the NFL in receiving yards. I, I think he could get 200 targets. I mean, I like there's it. just, there's just like, there's just nothing in his way right now, and he's healthy. If you miss on Waller, what's going to be the tight end plan? So, okay, let's go through this. So let's say I get Waddle and a running back in round one, which is the most well, likely Put a situation. name to it. Well, say Barkley and, and, Waddle. and Waddle. Okay. I, I, Bijan Barkley, a, it's a problem I don't want to have, which is why I might just take them both, but then it screws up my whole draft. But I really love them both. But say I get, John, I get Barkley and Waddle. Round three... It's going to be Metcalf or Ridley, or maybe Higgins. Those are the three I'd be uh, choosing. Let's say from. let's
0: go worst case. You get Higgins.
1: Okay, fine. Higgins is fine. Okay, then round four is Godwin, right? So, so now I you got have three Waddle, receivers: Waddle, Higgins, Godwin, with Barkley. And then round five, let's say Waller's gone. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know the four or five I, I've been taking uh, Waller and Godwin, and Godwin, but if Waller's gone. Then um Ken Walker. Is that your Ken Walker spot? Ken Walker's good there. Uh I'm kinda opening up to Jahan Dotson because I think in Clarence, round five. He that's where I mean he's going round five in the last two drafts. The last Let's two see. uh Let
0: me see where he went. I'm I'm pulling the last twenty five, and I know what you also said this encompasses all their drafts. So and- Right now, yeah, okay. So in these last couple, in these drafts that I pulled, they still—and this is obviously the wrong way to do it—they have McLaurin at six two and uh, J- Dotson at six eight.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Dotson went mid fifth in the, the on average in the last two prime times. I like to use—I I know two is very small. I could probably use a couple days of prime times, and I can actually redo that. But I just used the last couple because it That's included. Cool. I wanted to see where Cup was going, you know, and he hasn't budged really. He's gone to drop two picks. But, um, you know, Dotson is interesting because he's one pick behind McLaurin, but I, I like Dotson straight up in year two, McLaurin is older. He's got the turf toe now, like, forget it. Like I'm just, I, he, I'm kind of just out on that. I, yeah. he could be good, but why would I get a, a modest upside guy with an injury until like the eighth round? I mean, right. I'm not even, not even considering him or Jerry Judy, you know, Jerry no, Judy, no, I mean, people no are taking Jerry, that kind of third round, like Jesus Christ. Jerry I, well, Judy should should have already broken out. I mean, the fact that Judy is in year four and he's like, people are making excuses for him. Oh, his quarterbacks were bad. I mean, Garrett Wilson's quarterbacks were terrible. Chris Olave's quarterbacks were terrible. They already broke out. Judy is in year four. We're still waiting for it. I mean, come on. That, 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 he's a seventh rounder.
0: Well, now that he's hurt for sure, but I'll, I'll give you the the and I still want to hear your tight end plan, but the uh, the, the case for Judy is last year in PPR, right? Uh, weeks, to, let me see, weeks 10 to, I think it was the last five weeks. So I'm going to go week, the playoffs started in week 14. From week 14 to 18, because he did play in week 18, he was wide receiver three. That's, you know, again, small sample, but that's a five-week sample. I'll cut it to week 17. And he's wide receiver five. So one of my favorite fantasy football strategies is look at the guy that, you know, you're you're not 100% on, but what do you do to finish the year? And if it's significant, which wide receiver three, wide receiver five is significant, it's worth maybe targeting that guy as a breakout. But in round three, he has to break out. If he was a round five pick and healthy, that's a different story.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, a lot of what gr- the greats do is consistency, right? It's not just for four weeks or a small stint or one season, even, you know, then they get hurt. Then they start partying too much, you know, um, I, you know, then they're on Epstein Island with some people. You yeah. Know? The, 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 <laughs> point, the, the point is you gotta be a pro, you know, you gotta be one of these guys that's kind of boring, uh, you know, who works out like a maniac. Devonte Adams. Right. Well, Devontae Adams, is a guy like that. Right. Um, I mean, you could be, you know, receivers are all a little bit of characters anyway, but you know, you gotta be a pro. And and it's hard, it's impossible to know just from a guy's stats or his skill set or his role if he's a pro. You, you really know if a guy's a pro after a couple of years of him producing and being consistent. And so, you know, Judy to me is in year four. I mean, it's possible. There's nothing there's nothing about Judy, and I, I wrote about Judy um, that says, well, he can't be the guy he was supposed to be. Now he just ha- took a while. He had some unlo- bad luck with injuries and inconsistent quarterback play, and some drops as a rookie and different things. It, I'm not saying any of these things are set in stone, but the, for the most part, if a guy has it, he has it, and he's a pro, and he's got the right mindset. And if you don't see it within a few years consistently, um, you know, don't pay for it. That's so my tight end plan. So you if, miss on Waller. This is okay. the, yeah. Okay, uh, then I'll probably look at the um, – I like Friar, and Joku a bit. I don't mind Ingram, even though I swear him off with the Giants. Um, and I don't mind just taking some Kincaid, Laporta, um, you know – The rookie stuff, huh? Yeah, rookie plus, you know – I'm going I'm to give you a good who, one if you get stuck,
0: yeah. like, late, late. Um, friend, friend of A uh, friend of mine, uh, Cody Carpentier, went to Panthers camp. And I know this sounds crazy. But he said this offense is going to run through two horrible receivers, but they're going to score points. It's Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst. He said Hayden Hurst is the most targeted player by Bryce Young in practice. So I'm I'm talking like 16th round, you get totally jammed up. Just keep Hayden Hurst on your radar. If There's no targets in week one, easy drop. But if he goes eight for 80 week one, you might have something.
1: Yeah, I mean... you know, sure. I'll look at those, you know, I like Irv Smith too in that range. Um, but Irv Smith is like the fourth or fifth. Hearst might be
0: number one in the target tree.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I just I just someone to that, keep in mind. Yeah, put him in yeah.
0: your queue if you get if you get lost in the in the title. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is I would almost like rather have him than two four rounds ahead and grab one of the rookies.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'm not really sold on the rookies. I'm just saying when I, I didn't mean to like I have to get a rookie. I yeah. just threw out two names that are in the twelfth, thirteenth round that, you know, could have some upside. Um it could be Dalton Schultz, that I don't really like him much. I like Njoku actually. Yeah. No, he's kind a of one. a lot. And I and I kind of like uh Fryermuth, who's sort of like the Zach Ertz, you know, yep. the uh the, the guy who just catches passes and it doesn't seem like he's got any particular skill set, but he's just always open and they throw to him.
0: Yeah. I the only thing you and I drafted Friarmouth too is a as a like mid late round tight end, the only thing you have to worry about him is that he was one of the concussion guys last year, right? He had multiple concussions. Now you always say either when you're done with it, you're done with it, but once you have two of them, it's it's just always it's like he's someone that it happened to already a couple times. Right.
1: Is he smart? <laughs> I don't. It's Frymeruth. If, you, if, if you're not smart, you doesn't you know much to lose. That's what <laughs> they should do with concussion, right? Like if you're dumb, they're like you got brain damage, but your brain wasn't that valuable, so go back in. If you're really smart, they'd be like, no, I'm sorry. You know, it's too risky. It's sometimes the
0: reverse happens. You get punched and all of a sudden you're like the scarecrow reciting like, uh, you know, the theories of, uh, of gravity and stuff like that. You Well, know, that when happened to
1: a guy. A guy got assaulted. He was a total like mullet guy, you know, like, uh-huh. you know, one of those guys with like a muscle car and a mullet and he got attacked and then he became a genius after he got attacked. I forget what he did. He was like a composer, or, like a physicist or an inventor. And the real man quoted that. And I said, real man is the first guy, the guy on the left. Not the guy afterward, you know.
0: I but, love that. Hey, but the,
1: so- but the point is that the point is that um in round ten, I don't worry about concussions. You know, I mean I worry about it around anything below round five anything after round five, I don't worry about what could go wrong. Yeah.
0: All right. So those that's a good tight end plan, you know, just just keep an eye on those guys. Quarterback plan. Doesn't sound like you're unless Josh Allen falls to round three, you're not even considering it. Are Even you? Then. What happens if the Justin Fields types are in the round five range? If if they get pushed down, with like Joe Burrow, uh, they they didn't in this draft. In in the in the ADP, I'm looking at Joe Burrow's back to a mid fourth, uh Herbert a late fourth. But on that four or five turn, Lamar and Fields might be available to you.
1: Yeah, you know, I if I knew every quarterback would say miraculously healthy this year, I would have Lamar and Fields like maybe one two among the QBs. But I. You know, I don't care what the nerds say. Like, I just think those guys have a higher injury risk than Mahomes, Herbert, Allen. I know Allen runs too. But when you watch Lamar and Fields play, man, the hits they take. And Lamar is pretty skinny for a guy who's running between the tackles. I I see Lamar, you know, um, do that read option and goes right up the middle like he's Gus Edwards or something and, like, get fucking blasted. I I, like that's a young man's game. And, you know, Lamar was a rookie in what? 2018. Yeah. He's not that young anymore. And fields is still young, but like, man, he took some big hits. I, I like those guys. I love them, but a, the running quarterbacks are a bit devalued in NFFC because it's 20 yards, not 25 passing. And then it's six points per passing touchdown. So the passing QBs catch up a little bit to them. You know, I like Trevor Lawrence, but he's got to go in late five. I don't, You're not I'm not going to get him. I'm not really positioned to get him on yeah. the way back. Maybe and and I mean if it was you know you never know in any given draft but it's very unlikely so I I think I'm going to probably punt QB um, I, I just I just my what I'm dreading is I mean I, I this I did this in my first draft but I, this isn't going to happen so I got Saquon and and Bijan and then I got Metcalf so that could all happen no problem but round four I got Ridley and round five I got Christian Watson in that draft so I paid. And round six, I got Kittle, well, tight end. By the way,
0: Christian but, Watson in round three is an option for you, too. I, I, we're, I didn't mean to sidetrack much,
1: him. Too much Watson and, yeah. and, and too, too expensive. I mean, yep. he, who the hell knows with Jordan Love? That's insane. Round five, good gamble. Round yeah. three, I mean, this is just – how can you take Watson over Metcalf? I mean – No, I'm I understand. That, I, mean, I would, just,
0: but I understand. But you don't need to there. You could – I mean, listen, you're not going to get him rough. I, I sidetracked you, though. Quarterback, how about Tua to pair with Waddle in round seven?
1: You know, it's not terrible, and, you know, it's really about the offensive system, and Tua throws a ton. I don't think he's going to be as efficient as, as last year. That was kind of off the charts, um, and he's not a runner, really. Um, I don't I don't really love Tua. I mean, I like Danny Dimes. I think Danny Dimes can be top five because I think Danny Dimes is going to throw 25-plus touchdowns um, this year in the system with the weapons he has, and he's going to run for at least three or four, and he's going to run for 500 yards, and he's going to throw for 4,000 yards, and that's going to be like top five, six. So I just think Danny Dimes, the only problem is he's going like the 10-11 turn. And I, to, to make sure to get him, I'd have to take him in nine. I'm not going to do that. Right. So I don't know if they'll leave him for me at the 10-11. But that, that would be my plan A with the All QBs. Right.
0: I, I think you should consider Tua uh, in round 7-8, which is a little ahead of his ADP. But you know, in the contest like this where there really is a major prize, um, pairing quarterback and receiver can matter.
1: Well, I've been pairing, I paired Dimes and Waller in the last one. I I don't think you want to I think it's a mistake to pair Mahomes, Kelsey or Burrow and Chase, because there's going to be 40 teams in the playoffs, you know, that if those guys don't get hurt with those guys and you're going to get these, if you get, you know, that three week stint where those guys blow up, you're like, okay, great. Now there's 30 other teams I got to do better than everywhere else. Whereas if I have, you know, Danny Dimes and let's say I don't get Waller, but Godwin goes off for the Bucs and Dimes goes off with multiple receivers. Um, there's going to be nobody who has Dimes and Godwin. Or there's going to be, you know, five teams that have Dimes and Godwin specifically that are, you know, in the playoffs. So I, I don't know if doing the popular stacks are really giving you any advantage at all, actually.
0: Yeah, Greg and Tom said that Kelsey Mahomes is, is almost prohibitive now because I think I, I don't want to misquote them, but they said like 28% had that stack in the, uh, in the road of online championship. Why
1: why even bother? Same with chase and burrow. All
0: right. Uh, You want to switch over to survivor or do you want to, any closing thoughts on your primetime draft?
1: This is my thing. So what do I do? Alan, you got to tell me what to do here because I need to be, I need to be sure. Do I real man it and just take the two running backs who are the two best players available by far. Barkley and Bijan could go one, 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 three, one, four. To me, those are the two best running backs. I mean, those are my one-two running backs, probably. I mean, McCaffrey and Eckler, if they're healthy, um, and Eckler, you know, is they've already said they're going to
0: load manage McCaffrey. I, I don't, if in my rankings, which who gives a shit about my rankings, I have Bijan and Barkley, and Chubb is one, two, three. I don't right. have Eckler and McCaffrey, right? In, like in so, just my normal so rankings. You get the
1: one-two running backs, you know, your yeah. first two picks. So fuck it, who cares about structure, right? Yep. Then round three, I come back with Higgins or Metcalf, or if I'm lucky, Ridley, and just say. I'll just get a receiver. Then round four, I get Godwin. Now I got two receivers. Then round five, you know, that, that's where the rubber meets the road. And there's nobody. If you look at this draft, it's like Dotson. It's like Pickens. I would
0: say it's, you can go real man and go George Pickens.
1: I mean, I don't have an opinion on him. I just don't have an opinion on the Pittsburgh offense. I, people what? ask me about those guys. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Is Kenny Pickett good? Are they going to throw? I do not the you could do, do like is, three years.
0: The other thing you could do is not take Metcalf there. Just take someone else that you like or like that you could Higgins. stomach. Well, I'm saying, right, and then you get Tyler Lockett in the fifth, and this way you don't have too many Seahawks. And there's really, I mean, I don't know what your opinion on Lockett is, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lockett's outpointing Metcalf.
1: I would. I just don't think Lockett can get the volume. I just think Lockett's a 115 target guy. Um, And then, you know, the rookie obviously impacts him too. Hate Debo. Debo is a gadget gadget guy who doesn't get the targets. He's got too much competition on his own team. All right. I'm. I mean, look. DJ Moore, I think, is interesting. The the problem with DJ Moore is, you know, is Fields able to support that true number one? And then, you know, Darnell Mooney's not bad. And they still have what's his name, the big guy who kind of a bust. You talking about Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool, um, and Komet. I mean, they they have a bunch of kind of different options, but. DJ Moore is not insane. Cooper is a floor pick, a little boring, a little old. Um, oh. And then you got like, you know, Deontay went at 4-1 in these, in these prime times. Yeah. I, I hate Ayuk. I don't know why Ayuk's going in the fourth round. I have no idea.
0: Be prepared to make a Cooper Cup decision at 3-1, by the way. Like, understand that that's a possibility for you tonight.
1: I might do it. I mean, I you know, I, I hate I hate a uh, soft tissue injury going into the season on aggravation Bye. with a 30 year old guy who's been hurt before. Yep. But I mean, you're talking about one, one if he when he plays.
0: Yep. All right. We had, uh, let's pause right here for a second here. You can cut this out there. I have to run into the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Right here. And then uh, give me a second and then we'll do.
1: some. you're fiber. not going to tell us what you're doing in the bathroom. Number, number, two. No, 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 number <laughs> two, number two, number <laughs> okay, right. two, not enough information. I'm just going to keep going because we do not need Alan here. Um, So, yeah, I kind of feel like I I really like Waddle at the one-two, but I just kind of think the two best players are the running backs, and I can just have to take running. I can get a receiver in three. If Godwin were gone at four, I'd be a little bit fucked because I don't like any of these guys, and it would really kind of put me behind the eight ball at receiver. You know, I mean, I'm not willing to push up Dotson Pickens at the 4-5. It's just a bridge too far. And if Waller and Godwin were gone, man, that would put me in a pickle. You know, whether I would just gamble like crazy on a Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. If I got Ridley, I might take Lawrence. But um, that is the negative because you really want to be taking running backs in that area. It's the negative of taking those top two guys. They can hear Alan's uh, toilet flushing. I guess he lied. I guess he lied about what he's doing. That was fast, man.
0: Well, it, and honestly, it was a number two. You know, I, I like I did it like where I like I'm sweating right here because I pushed it out quick. So like, what, wait, you, not enough
1: information. Get Let's get into more detail than that. No, no, well, please. Well, please, Here's no. the more
0: information. Normally yeah. I use a wet, a wet wipe. Jesus but because I'm in the other bathroom, it's not my bathroom, I had to use a dry wipe. So I still think there's a couple of chips hanging in there right now. So that's how much I wanted to come Dude, back and, and be with I you.
1: I don't cut out anything political from my podcast. <laughs> I may have to edit this shit out. This is too <laughs> literally, too edit this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally. Yep. Um, you, all right. So any, uh, other, any other thoughts there? Yeah, I was, I was getting to the best part of it when you were gone. It was the best oh, part great. of the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the point is, if I real man the shit, which is what I really want to do, Barkley Robinson, I'll get a receiver in round three. That's not the issue. I'll get Higgins, Metcalf, or Ridley, almost certainly. And worst case, I'll take Moore or Watson. But if Godwin and Waller are gone in four, I'm fucked. Because... We'll have a plan. What's going to be the plan? Well, then I was like, okay, if I got Ridley, I could take Lawrence in the 4-5 turn. Don't do that. And Kirk, you know, do something like that. No, but Kirk's gone. Yeah, he's there rated right at 4-5. I could take Ridley, Kirk, Lawrence. And then when you're talking about that playoff run... You're not just dependent on one guy. If if Jacksonville scores 35 points and Kirk, you know, has the two touchdowns the one week, I don't really trust Kirk to even be that relevant, though. To be honest, if Ridley really takes over, but the point is that I could do something like that, right? Like really stack hard on that. But if I don't want to do that, and I'll just say I don't get Ridley, which is most likely the case. I've got Higgins at three. I mean, and Godwin's gone, and and you know, I'm fucked. Like I don't want to push up Dotson and Pickens into this. No. You know, into this four or five turn, and so I don't want to take Lamar. I don't want to take Fields. Uh, I don't want to take Hawkinson. I could take Hawkinson there. I mean, you, okay. So on this podcast that I hated, that was good. Um, they were talking to Brees Hall, and I think it was Ben Gretch's point. Don't was, do that. No, don't no, no. Do, yeah. Don't no, do but that. You're, no, no. But yeah. just you, this is what okay. he said, and I, I, it made me start thinking. Oh shit, I've lost.
0: Okay, so the the reason while the list is plugging back in, the reason
1: I you know Brees okay. Hall. So okay, so okay, I, everyone knows the year off the ACL is bad, but he was saying like Brees Hall was like might have been like the one one if he just kept going at the pace he was last year. Agreed, totally agreed. He was and, the number. It's okay, and the Rogers comes in different, you know, better offense. And then, so let's say like he's not one hundred percent for the first half of the year. Like let's say he's playing it. This is their argument. He's at eighty mm-hmm. percent. That may still be with him good enough to be like running back. 15 for half the year in the second half in the playoffs, he may be running back one. And so you're basically getting this guy in the sixth round or the fifth round. And it's the guy who would have been the one, one. I mean, you need a discount to take the off the ACL year, right? Yeah, well, but it's not just a pretty just the, big
0: discount. It's not the ACL. It's that Dalvin cook is the running back one on this team. Like I know fantasy players don't want to think about that, but this is the guy Rodgers and Brady. You remember like sometimes they'll, they'll wave off. Players coming on the field and say, "No, no, give me the guy I want standing next to me."
1: Right. That's Cook the thing, other the Cook thing. Cook thing is the problem because Cook is yes. actually good, you right. know, unless he's unless he's done. So but you got like, the
0: ACL and Cook now is yeah. a problem. I, yeah. I'm telling you, steer clear of this Brees Hall thing.
1: Yeah, but around six it starts. Okay, how about Javante Williams, who looks healthy in round six?
0: I mean, then you go back to the uh, the argument of the ACL, which I don't take him, but I understand he's look. It's some t- at some point I have to change my mindset. He's look good, right? So there's, where would there's, he
1: go if he's health, completely healthy round three, now, right? Yeah.
0: He would go in the J like where the Jacobs um, after the Tony Pollard tier. Certainly he would, he would make the round three running backs more interesting. He would be like before Jameer Gibbs,
1: right? He'd be the same as Jameer Gibbs, like the right. past. Well, but with like a track record. Okay. And then uh, the weird one is James Cook. I'm like, I mean, is he good? Do we even know? It's like, everyone's like starting to push him up, but it's like, David Harris is there. I, yeah, I, he's a weird one that I don't really understand. Plus, Josh Allen gets a lot of goal line. Exactly. It's a weird thing. Okay, and then I, I wanted to talk about a little more fantasy because I, I, survivor shit like we can do I, survivor next week. We can we push can do that survivor off. next week. Yeah, because yeah. I want to think about it more. And I just that my... that's
0: fine. I, I thought that's what you wanted to do since you oh, no, entered no. the contest. I'm no, good I,
1: not talking about survivor until like next Tuesday or Wednesday. Dude, I won this prime time 21 and 22. Okay. Okay. The dudes in the league are like friggin' like Chad Schroeder, NFSC Hall of Famer, Nelson Sousa. I'm winning these leagues two in a row. I want to make it three in a row, right? There's no doubt. Two in a row, one in 144. That could be luck. One in 1728. No, come on. Three Three Pete. I'm trying to three Peter. So I got to get this right. And I'm not happy about 12 the way I'm looking at this board. I actually kind of wish I was, you know, maybe picked earlier, but I got the sixth choice. So I, I couldn't have chosen like the early ones anyway, but I got to get this fucking right. Now, the other guy is Jonathan Taylor that we didn't talk about, okay? Jonathan Taylor is going like round seven now.
0: Oh, it's that late? Okay, because in my draft, he went 5.3, which I thought was way too early. And this is after the news. End of
1: seven. End of seven, okay, in the last two nights, uh, the last two drafts of last night. Jonathan Taylor, end of seven. I mean, dude, he's out four. let's Let's say Miami. Okay, look at Miami. First of all, this is really weird. Miami, Jeff Wilson is on IR, okay? Raheem R- 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 Mostert is about as going to last as long as Jimmy Garoppolo. Like there's just no way that dude- Raheem R- R-
0: Mostert didn't miss a game last year. Just so you know, I've, R- R- I've had this how argument. Many
1: carries, how many carries did he have?
0: I'd have to, I'll look it up while you're talking, but didn't miss a game. I mean, he played in every game, but you're right. He, you know, if you, if you give him 14 touches a game, he's going to miss five games. You're right. I'm not he, gonna he
1: cannot he can't make it and and how old is he like thirty now? Thirty one I mean yeah. just, But no. by the way, did you hear
0: They're, the compensation that Miami wanted uh that uh Indy wanted for him? I mean No, they, no what was it? So they, this is what they asked for. Very reasonable. They asked for uh Jalen Waddle plus two seconds plus another defensive. They asked player.
1: for Waddle plus a oh, plus on, yeah. plus. Because so what's his name? Ursay is such a douchebag. That he doesn't want to lose face, so the only way that he's going to let Jonathan Taylor win is if the Colts get such a win that all the media is like, "Great trade by Ursa. He won in the end. He didn't pay for the running back and parlayed it into something." Yeah. So they he doesn't don't want really... to take the L. He doesn't want to take the L and say, "Right." So, okay. so he's
0: not getting traded for that uh, because that that's obviously laughable. It's like the guy in your your dynasty league that sends you like, "Oh yeah, I'll you know. so
1: Ursa is like not a, he's not like a serious person." Right. So you can't, and then not like, the-
0: the other team was Green Bay that made an offer that wasn't even, you know, it was the same situation. I, they didn't well, come But what about
1: that, if someone says, I'll give you what's probably a late first?
0: No one's doing that because then that team's going to be laughed at. But sure, if that happens, if Kansas City, who who presumed to be a, a Final Four team, says, we'll give you our first round pick, I'm sure they would do it.
1: Right. That, so that's what I'm thinking is like what would get to save face for Ursa. And then, you know it doesn't really matter that you gave up a late first round pick for a star running back. If you win the super bowl, or if, even if you like, you know, if he's a key piece to your deep run where you could have won the super bowl. And I I feel like um, the dolphins, I think maybe Kareem Hunt's going to end up there because they cannot go into the year with Raheem Mostert. I I like a Shane now again, uh, because Salvin Ahmed, I mean, but this is, I just, I just don't think as a, ostensible quasi contender that they fancy themselves that they can go in without like somebody that can just get, you know, they need an innings eater. You know, they need, they need a guy who can get some carries um, and not be a net negative when they hit him the ball and we, someone with that. I mean, those guys are washed though. I mean, they, they may sign one of them, but t- it just makes too much sense. you So know? Like,
0: Mostert last year you asked, he, he, had about 18, 181 carries. So it's about 10 a game.
1: Okay. I mean, that's not, Terrible. That's more than I thought. How what did he how many yards did he have? Uh
0: 891. It's about 4.9 per, per yeah, carry. I mean, he's
1: fast. You know, I mean he, he's good per carry. 31 but he, catches. But, but that's like his career high by far. And he was 30. Yeah. Now he's 31. I mean, just forget it. I, I just don't see it. I'm not drafting him. I I just don't uh well, in the tenth round. I just don't he's I, a I'm September not... guy. So if you want to get off to like a fast start. But I mean, you're risking like he gets hurt in the first quarter and you just get a zero. I I can't even I, I have no, I guess just like cross him off. He's like if Rashad Penny was 31 at this point, you know, to I me, mean? it's like <laughs> that's a good I, I comparison. Stom- I can stomach Rashad Penny yeah. only because there's <laughs> that, that hope that at his age he has one year, you know, but like I think, I think that's already, that's like last year was his, his best you could ever hope for from Moster.
0: Yeah. The, the only negative about Kareem Hunt was he visited two teams and left without a contract for both. Supposedly he has offers, but they, some, some rumors uh, circulated that he was out of shape or not oh, in real not, man. Not yeah, not like fat, but just like not in the yeah. shape that they wanted to like offer him a contract right. like. But that. I
1: mean, he's just he's a kicker, right? That's all they're using him for, right?
0: Um, Kareem Hunt. Ah, yeah. very good.
1: I was like, what the hell is he talking? Very good, very good. These jokes never die. Once you do something like that, once you're Aaron Hernandez or Wander yep. Franco or Deshaun Watson. You know, we're always going to massage these jokes into the into the episodes. Excellent. As much that,
0: as this one was an all-timer. You know why? Because for me, that was a new one. I never right. heard you use that
1: one. So. Oh, yeah, no. You played kicker in the offseason. Ah, uh, so, fantastic. Uh, fantastic. So anyway, fantastic. Um, so the, the key to this team is obviously getting Justin Tucker in the 13th or 14th. But uh, we all know that. But but seriously, though, I got I to gotta get this right. Do I... Do I take Waddle and play structure? And I did it last year and I won. I took Christian Kirk in the fourth when you know I didn't want to. I wanted to take AJ Dillon. Thank God I didn't do that. But I I was like I want Dillon I passed on Nick Chubb for DK Metcalf last year. Nick Chubb went crazy, but Metcalf was had a hundred something catches. But I was like I got to pass on whoever for for Metcalf and I got to pass on. Uh, AJ Dillon for Kirk last year because I know the receivers are going to be scarce in these prime times and it was absolutely the correct yeah. thing to do even though Chubb was good Metcalf and Kirk were were you know and I had AJ Brown and those three receivers like none of them were home runs but they were all doubles or triples and and I won the league and I and it's kind of like do I go waddle which is exactly the same type of play you know half around above ADP but structure you know make sure because then I'm picking the running backs I want to be choosing from in those rounds that Kenny Walker's in round four or five, which I'm happy to take. Um, or, um, or do I say, fuck it, I'm a real man. I'm going to take the two running backs and then just, just, you know,
0: just, just." yeah, you, you heard me say at the top of the podcast that there's nothing more I love in the NFFC when everyone's going wide receiver to go three running backs in my first four picks, except this year it's different. It's different. so because those do, good
1: running backs still exist in those middle rounds. That's the problem. I and,
0: like the J.K. Dobbins, the Ken Walkers, even Isaiah Pacheco. Like I like those guys. I Isaiah ne- Pacheco. Well, whoever your yeah. guys are, if it's Cammy, yeah. whoever it is. Just, I like Akers. Right. So put in the three or four guys that you'll have a crack at, at at least one of them. And I like them. Whereas in the past, you know, it was more Mike Davis and uncertain Miles Sanders, you know, things like that. So I, I think that you do need to go one and one. I wouldn't leave that turn without a receiver.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and Waddle will almost certainly be there. hundred you know? percent, be there. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I, I I think it would be his max, his min. I mean, his min. Um, and real man, I'm him in the. If you're going to take him on the turn, take him with the twelve fifth. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so your yeah, name yeah. pops
0: up on the list
1: as the first round. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I go Waddle and one of the backs, and I'll just flip a coin because I like them both. And then round three, I'm almost certainly going to get Higgins, Metcalf, or Ridley. Um, I could pivot to Josh Allen if I had to, because if those guys are all gone, it means somebody's dropping you know and then round four hopefully i get godwin um or and or waller but you know that's kind of 50 right. 50
0: so now you're three and one right you have three receivers na but if and i a, don't
1: get godwin i got a problem because i don't really you know i'm i don't really like i don't like the Pickens, mclaurin Dotson, Lockett locket tier i just think and you won't go
0: kirk and go double um jacks there it,
1: well if 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 I had Ridley, I might go Kirk Lawrence, you know, and just be like, okay, that's, that's the ultimate. And then try to get Ingram later, you know, and, and and just say, you know, let's do this in the playoffs and just say, I got to just make the playoffs and then have a good, I'll have the biggest Jaguar stack. Although I did see a guy, one of my 12 in my, uh, online championship, get all the Jaguars. He got every single one. Um, and he had Barkley and, and Tyree as his first two picks. Um, so it's pretty good, but, um, so
0: I, yeah, I just think that it's important to just, okay. So now you know what you're hoping to do. Oh, let's let's just, oh sorry.
1: Let's talk Jonathan Taylor real quick. Yeah. So I think there's a chance that, that Miami or somebody like that says, screw it. Like we'll give you a, we plan to be good, especially if we make this trade, we'll give what amounts to a late first rounder for Jonathan Taylor, who could be the the best running back in football. I mean, he's really good and he will fit into our scheme perfectly. We could use a Shane as sort of like the, you know, dynamic, you know, gadget the same, guy. The same but, thing that happened
0: to McCaffrey last year. He got traded when everyone thought McCaffrey was going to suck, and now all of a sudden you're like, wow, I have 49ers McCaffrey.
1: Right, and and so you get the Dolphins Taylor that's creative, and you know they're, they they use him as a receiver on early downs. They do different stuff, um, and then he's the running back one or the running back two from you know weeks five to whatever. I don't think Taylor's hurt. It doesn't sound like he's hurt. Um, the procedure he did is like a month long procedure. It's not. It's, he's six months out from it he says he still has soreness in it. He probably feels it, so he's not lying, but it's probably not a football injury that would keep him out if he had a proper contract. Um, The other thing is, even if he doesn't get traded, you know, he gets 4.3 mil this year, prorated, he's still being paid while in the PUP. But if if the Colts say he's healthy and he doesn't play after he's off the PUP, he doesn't get his money. And he'll take that, you know, as a grievance to the uh, Players Association or whatever. But the point is, he's not... Le'Veon bell he hasn't made tens of millions in his career so far like he may really be kind of squeezed by this money like he may just be like fuck it i'm gonna play for the colts for this year and get this money and figure it out um and so you know once you're into round seven i mean i got i if he's there in round seven i think you have to take him i I don't even think you can I, i think it's insane that he falls to round seven i mean the six, seven turn. I mean, it's Jonathan Taylor, man. I mean, if he he starts, if he plays week five, I don't think he's hurt. So it's just like, is he sitting out the whole year or is he playing week five? I mean, that's it. Right. And if it gets traded, it's just considered a massive bonus, but you know, don't count on that.
0: Yeah. I round seven is, is the place you would want to take him. So you pick on six, seven, not on seven, eight, right?
1: Yeah. He's going late seven.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot in those
1: two, in those two drafts you can get,
0: but just remember if you do that, you're you're going to be down like a wide receiver three or a running back two or, you know, or a, you're not going to get a tight end yeah, that you even feel good about. because I'm going to have a about. running back
1: one because I got a running back one. Right, well,
0: that's the upside. So, so it's a true so gamble. So say, say
1: I got Bijan and, and, and Waddle, and then in five weeks, I've got Bijan and Taylor as my starting running backs, and I've got Waddle, Metcalf, and Godwin as my starting receivers, and I've got Hawkinson as my tight end, say if I, you know, pivot to that in round five, and I've, you know... You know, and then I, I've i in round six. I still get a pick. You know, right. I still get. Um, I'm looking at it, maybe Zay Flowers. He's kind of borderline. Um, falls there Elijah Moore, someone like that, as my flex. Um, and you know, I mean, I've got a loaded team. You know, th- that's yeah. you know, and if, and if Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back, you know, I've got a sort of here a running back and, and and get a bunch of running backs, you know, get a Shane, get, you know, a few other guys, you know, can the, we,
0: um, can we just circle back to a conversation quickly? Have this summer, how happy are you that you took Zay flowers in your dynasty rookie draft, by the way,
1: very happy. Good Thank job. You. Good, good advice. You go. Although I, I did something very dangerous that I don't like is I, um uh, I, I needed a receiver at the time because it's before the rookie draft, because that took forever. Yeah. And so I, before I had flowers, so I traded for Amari Cooper, but I traded ETN. I needed a tight end. I had no tight end. It's a fourteen-team league, and like there's just no nobody yes. trades. They're such stingy fucks. Like yeah. I, I was offering them good offers. They like would barely even respond for like their second tight end, the Njoku's. You know nobody wants to trade. So well, because
0: they're they, they're scarce, <laughs> you know. You, it's a fourteen-team league in the right. keeper league.
1: So um, so Schuler and his partner they offered me uh, Taysom Hill and uh, Cooper for ETN, and I took it. Um, and, and, and I was like, I was kind of like, well, Taysom Hill, you know, gets, you know, he has those games where he scores two rushing and, touchdowns,
0: and especially in the first month when Kamara has gone.
1: Right. And so, okay, that's, I can start him. It's better than Logan Thomas or whoever I have. And then, and there's just nobody to get. And then, um, and then Cooper is still, you know, he's get drafted around where ETN's drafted. So, and then you're like, it's a keeper league. So it's like run, dynasty league. It's like, is ETN going to be good for years? I mean, Cooper may only have two more years left, but like how long is ETN going to have left? You know, I mean, he's a running back. I mean, look, look at some of the running backs like, you know, Gurley or these guys that were like the top guys a couple of years ago. They're gone. Um, so I did it. But now I'm reading that shit where they're like, oh, ETN is a comp to peak Jamal Charles. Like, Oops. He's fine. But yeah. Tank Bigsby, uh, they, this new regime drafted
0: uh, Tank Bigsby, yeah. and he's going to play. At 88 yeah. overall. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I like the take, but it, it's – it's not likely to happen that way. I mean, he could, but even when Tank Bigsby wasn't there, when he had it for himself last year, it, it wasn't that. It's one of those things where... Well, no, it's... Hasty
1: came in on third downs, but they said he's improved right. his pass pro, yeah. and he was with Lawrence and caught a lot of passes, and he was electrifying in college. The only thing is, I'll just say a couple of things. First of all, Jamal Charles was a 4 or something, 4-3. Mm-hmm. ETN was like four four one. one Now, is that just like an anomaly with the tape? I mean, Jamal Charles was like one of the fastest players in the NFL. ETN's a fast running back. I don't think they're the same speed. Secondly, um ETN though, to his credit, is, is 215. Jamal Charles is 199. They're, you know, so um ETN's a lot more dense. But ETN strikes me as a little soft. I always feel like he's getting dinged up and they can't use him heavily. And you know, Bijan Robinson's 5'11", 215. Etn's 5'10", 215. But they talk about Bijan like he's a 30-carry guy. They talk about Etn like he needs help. And and the, the interesting thing about that is, like, it's not just, like, size, speed. You can't just look at the measurements of these guys. I think there's, like, a heart thing, a toughness thing, a mental... A dog. You know, there's, like,
0: a dog. Uh, there's yeah.
1: a dog thing. And, like, yeah. you know, and and I don't know that Etn has it. and And I don't think that you can just look at these speed size comps and kind of pencil this in. Now they're not just looking at that. They're looking at how efficient ETN was and like his decision-making and like how quickly he hit the hole. And they have all these metrics to measure kind of shit like that. And they're like, it's reminiscent of the elite backs that know exactly where to go and they get through it very quickly and they make good decisions. So I buy some of that. I think that is legitimate, but you know, I, I think there is just an aspect of NFL football that's like, okay, you just got destroyed by a linebacker. Are you like, when you get the ball next, going to be just as sharp and ready to destroy that guy back? Or are you going to be like, okay, I got to be a little wary here. And it's, it's something that you can't really teach. It's just something that the guy either is that way or he's not. It's not always easy to spot. The only way to spot it is after two or three years of track record where you're like, okay, now we know this guy's that.
0: Yeah. The one thing that is a mystery to me about ETN too, where there this, there is a little bit of upside that hasn't been tapped into yet. His last two years in college with this quarterback, with Trevor Lawrence, right? 37 passes, uh, sorry, 37 receptions and 48 receptions. That is monster for college. Yeah. So we haven't seen that at all yet. If that part of the game gets unlocked, it's not even like we have to project it. It was Trevor Lawrence and ETN, then that unrealized upside, that Jamal Charles comp thing, that could happen. But it, you know, everything we've seen so far, it would be an upset for that to happen at this point.
1: He never had more than three targets in the game since week seven of last year against the Giants. He had like, five or six and 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 but the thing is because they were bringing in hasty on third downs they did not trust him to protect lawrence who's their most important player that bernie parley the running backs coach said hmm. that etn has improved in every facet particularly in pass pro so, and then they get this guy bigsby in who's not probably the pass catcher so they're not going to have etn in a three-back timeshare so either bigsby's got to play third downs which i don't think he will as a rookie or etn's got that role and i think etn probably has that role
0: Yeah, I mean, Hasty was someone that they signed quickly in free agency too. I mean, obviously he didn't. You'd almost say they
1: did it uh, hastily.
0: (laughs) Very, I would say very quickly. I thought that was going to be the joke. They did it quickly. Um, I'm just looking back at Tank Bigsby's uh, again. College stats are, you know, he did catch 30 passes last year. In yeah, so that's not a nothing, man. That's in college. That's something.
1: That's a lot. But how sick would that be? If, like, ETN gets the ball early and then it's Bigsby on third down, people would jump out a window. I don't think that that's an unlikely, I think there's like a 25 to 30% chance that
0: does happen. I mean, at, at Auburn, which is a real school, uh, he had 30 receptions and not a ton of receiving yards, but yeah, about 180 receiving yards, but they did dump off to him.
1: So he has that skill set. Like what if Travis Etienne is like a a less bruising, quicker um, Nick Chubb and they make Bigsby into the Kareem Hunt, the guy with the dog in him who can catch passes and pass pro. You know, that's kind of what happened. Everyone's like, Nick Chubb, he's the best running back in football. Why are they using another guy? It's like, well, Kareem Hunt was like a tough dude who could catch passes and protect the quarterback and they just kept Chubb in that role. And that role, you know, Chubb is the best case scenario. You're getting five yards of carry and all the goal line, not even all the goal line, but a lot of it. um, And you still aren't. A running back. You, you're like the, your, your upside is like running back five. And now people, what do you think of Chubb? You think he's going to get the uh, catches just now that Hunt's gone? Yeah, I mean, but
0: you know, when I say the catches, it's like if he gets forty-two, like yay, right? Sixty catches probably not there. They um they have Jerome Ford, which you know, whatever with him. Uh, they actually they let go of uh, of a pass catching running back named Demetric Felton. Oh, they brought in Pierre Strong. That's who they brought in, who is a pass catching, you know, the running back that was on New England previously. And not saying that he's anything. Good. He's not a strong pick. No. He might be a weak pick. Yes. Yeah, I got in on the fun a little bit. Yeah, no, I think that there's a, a, a solid chance that this is a career high with receptions for Nick Chubb. But, you know, most, I think Nick Chubb is firmly in the top five of running backs at this point, right? I mean, you, there's a case for taking him over Eckler. There's a yeah. case for, if you like him, and not in the McCaffrey, but, you know, I, I would put Chubb above those two.
1: Yeah, not above Hardman, but uh, just above the other guys. Uh, so... <laughs> The, the, the thing is um yeah i don't know maybe I by an know. inch an inch yeah I would yeah he's yeah, go, yeah, good at penetration near the goal line <laughs> but uh the um i i have no opinion on chop he's one of those guys i just don't draft because i just don't know whether he's going to catch passes or the extent to which he will and so i just there's like a lot of the player pool like you asked me about gibbs or or uh uh george pickens i just don't have an opinion like i'm just like I don't know what Pittsburgh's is going to do with their passing game or, or even Najee Harris. Like, is he going to do anything? Um, Na- I, Najee I, I Harris know. is
0: fascinating. And let me, I'm curious on your opinion here because every year, Mike Tomlin gives all of the, you know, co- concentrates what, like 85% of the work with one back, even when he has two running backs, and the camp reports were that it's still Najee is the guy, but it's so hard to ignore Jalen Warren and what he did in the preseason and how good he is. But he could be one of those players where the minute he gets 12 touches, it's it's no good, right? He's good on like eight or 10. He's good on six or eight. But
1: they don't. But yeah, as he's pointed out, Tom doesn't go doesn't that do way. That. So it's like, what are they going to do? I mean, he could change, right? They, they always can change. Everyone said, oh, Belichick always rotates his backs. Yeah. And then he gave Ramondre after Harris got hurt, a huge workload. You know, it's it's not nothing set in stone. I just, I don't have a strong opinion about Pittsburgh's whole offense at all, mm. whether they can block at all, which they haven't been able to do for years. Well, they improve Deont- the line a little bit. And they say that, you know, but Deontay pickens Pickett, Najee, I just don't know. I, the only guy I like is friarmouth Cause I feel like friarmouth's going to catch 60 plus. He's going to get five touchdowns. He's going to, get his 700. He's going to be like adequate as a tight end. Like I, I feel confident about him because it's such a, it's such a low bar for him to just be decent, but everybody else, I'm like, I'm just avoiding. Cause I don't know. I'm not saying they'll be bad. I'm just saying, I don't know.
0: Yeah. They uh, Pittsburgh also brought in, and this is not good for any of the pass catchers, but they brought it. This is good for Kenny Pickett. They brought in a six foot seven, 265 pound tight end named Darnell Washington from Georgia that, I mean, he basically shoves people out of the way and catches touchdowns. So right. he could also be another guy that has like seven touchdowns where they just bring him in on the goal line package. That, you know, when in the draft, he fell a little bit. He fell to like the, uh, the third round because people uh, had him tagged as like more of a blocking tight end. But everything in the preseason had pointed to that he could be someone that, that scores touchdowns too. Again, not good for the other guys, good for Kenny Pickett.
1: Right. Only for the quarterback. Yeah. I, I'm just sort of out on that whole team. But yeah, yeah I think they're um, a good
0: upside bet. If you're going to talk about a team that could be a, like an okay team that takes the next offensive juggernaut step, I mean, they're a decent uh, one to put a chip on, at least.
1: Yeah. I'll just say one last thing before we go. I did a guess the lines because I thought we might talk about the lines and the games. But we'll do it next week. Yeah. Um, I was so off on so many lines. Like, I, I thought the favorites would be much bigger favorites than they actually were. Yeah.
0: There's only one uh, big favorite.
1: Yeah. I, I was like, making like multiple favorites over eight, nine points. And there's just one. And uh, I, I just like, it's just weird. Like some of these, there's just a lot of, uh, I guess week one, there's more uncertainty. So it's, it's kind of foolish to assume that the things that were true last year are going to maintain for this year, but it's still, I think there's two big
0: lines. There's two, there's the Ravens, Texans, and then there's the Washington and uh, no, but I
1: I thought that the Washington Cardinals not even double digits, right? Seven. It's yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah. not big. I mean, I was thinking of double digits. Like I thought, like okay, but you, you thought that would be ten. I mean, it's week
0: one, right? Week one is hard to make those. It, it, no, well, it,
1: it it is. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of changes. I mean, Sam Howell's the quarterback for Washington. You really want to you know get bounced using Sam Howell the Survivor? I mean, like what if he's terrible? You know, what if he's just not up to Keep you know? in
0: mind, though, when we do our our weekly picks, that we get two chances to buy back. You can buy back in week two, buy back in week oh. three. So some of the field is going to be picking teams that you would be like, why are they picking them? Because they're getting and them for twenty five
1: bucks. I think we should just be picking a shit team. We want to get out of the way. I never do that. Like, oh, use up this team because then you lose and it's over. But if you just buy back in, um, and then you like, you get two chances uh, to buy back in. Right. I would just, I would just use up a a mild favorite that you just want to get rid of. Right. And
0: also the buyback and you have to buy back after week three, there's no buybacks. Right. And yeah. obviously if you lose in week one, you can't sit out week two and buy back in in three, you have to buy back in sequential weeks.
1: Oh, you're right, right. Of course, of course. Well, <laughs> yeah, some so, people try to do it. You're like, oh, yeah. Why, why would I, why would I <laughs> risk week two? I just use up a team. Yeah, I'm gonna send you the
0: email and also the login, so this way you can, you know, see what what's going on in the on our particular pool. Last year, by the way, they paid out eighty five thousand dollars to the winner.
1: I know, and I'm in. I'm in this other pool on this uh, offshore betting site. I got ten entries because there were ten bucks each, so I just got ten of them. Um, and uh, I think it's 250k for that one, but I mean, you imagine how ma- massive it is with 10, 10 entries and 250k. Like, it's you know, there's 25,000 people, 25,000 entries. So,
0: yeah, most of them, most of them know what the hell they're doing anyway. Oh,
1: yeah, well, I love it circa. Like, even like week 12, there was some guy who didn't put in a pick or whatever. <laughs> no, I think week 12 by then they were, but like week seven, there'd be like four guys who didn't even pick. It's so crazy, like, dude. Like, you put in like what are you just partying too hard? You couldn't get your pick in, like.
0: I mean, some yes. The answer is you're in Vegas. You don't care, you know. You, no, uh, but you got
1: to week seven. You know, there's like you know now you've you've cleared out you know two thirds of the field for six mil, and you're just too drunk to get your pick in. I mean, Jesus.
0: I'm telling you, you know, people are nuts. People yeah. are nuts. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck tonight. Are You live streaming it?
1: Uh, probably yeah, not. Ma- maybe, maybe not after this podcast. But maybe I will. I'll think about it.
0: I'll all right. Well, I'll be looking forward to the write up uh, either way.
1: All right, man. Thanks for doing this, Alan. And uh, let's do Let's talk next week. We'll talk Survivor and we'll handicap some of these games. All right, man. Take it easy. Later. How do I stop this? Here we go.
0: Did you stop it? It's still wrong. Yeah, it's no, still it's, running. It, it, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's doing the circle of.